The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode of the Mexi Matters. I am your host with the most, the Mexican, and coming to you live from the west side, the hilltop, the place where dreams come to die. Anywho, live, here we are, ready to spit out another podcast. Woohoo! Now, a lot of happenings this past week. We could easily discuss other work-related nonsense, but I feel like we should give you guys a pass on that because I still, if I wasn't making this much money, I don't know what I would do. I, I, I would lose my shit at the amount of nonsense that happens that is work-related. Clients or coworkers alike. I would like to say thank you, before we begin, thank you to the U.S. government and the IRS for finally getting your head out of your ass and providing my family with my second stimulus check. Nice and dandy. Thank you. I don't know why it took this long because, oh, yes, I do know why, because apparently... Even though Mexi has used the exact same bank account for the last three to four years, the IRS still decided to send my money to a different bank account. A bank account that I have no idea who it belongs to. Yes, you are correct. No clue who the bank account belonged to. But apparently it took them forever to process my return. But thank you for finally getting it to me. It's not like I needed the money. If this was anybody else, they'd be calling the IRS 24-7. But let's move on. I wanted to dedicate today's podcast to two main topics. But first and foremost, as you guys have heard, I believe it was this week, the Lakers played the Atlanta Hawks and a meaningless Monday night game. But there was a Safu, little little scaffold. Uh, LeBron James, as always, got into words with, as they called it, hecklers. And I like how LeBron James' social media people and the news um, control the narrative. To this day, we still do not know what Chris Carlos, who apparently has courtside seats to the Atlanta Hawks for years now, and has despised LeBron James for years now, we still don't know what he said that LeBron deemed uncalled for. What did LeBron say? We don't know for sure. But the wife, who LeBron apparently thought it was the daughter, stood up and started pointing at LeBron and told LeBron not to talk to her man like that. Oh, yes. The nonsense begins. Now... Here's the part where I get aggravated. I don't care what was said. 
and mind you, I have never played a professional sport in my life. But I've played years of, of soccer, years of handball, years of volleyball, years of Australian football. Like, there are always going to be people talking shit in sports. And there's always going to be hecklers. You expect me to believe that in a professional environment, there's not going to be people trying to get you to be mad, trying to get under your skin? Like, are you serious, LeBron? And once again, it's the lying that drives me nuts. The amount of trash talking that happens in basketball games is well documented. You expect me to believe that this guy, who we apparently know has a history of heckling LeBron, finally said something that got under LeBron's skin? Like, what? why, why LeBron? Why can't you tell us what, what was said? Why do we not know? And then after the fact, you go on an interview and say, oh, you know, just two grown adults, you know, jabbing back and forth as if no big deal. Okay. This is where I'm talking about the lying. If it's no big deal, why can't we know what was said? If it's no big deal, why did you look over kind of like, whoa, dude, that was uncalled for? If it was no big deal. I don't think the fa- I don't think they deserve to be kicked out. Well, I mean, they probably got kicked out because of the fact that, A, uh, they weren't going to stop, especially the wife. B, she took her mask off to start yelling at you, LeBron. So that kind of spreads germs, and you're supposed to have your mask on if you're in attendance. Mind you, only nine NBA teams are allowing fans in their stadium, in their arenas, out of the 30. But hey, just saying, may have, not, may have had nothing to do with the actual heckling itself. Now, the drunk wife, please, can we, can we, let's, again, you're being told to leave, yet you feel the need to go on Instagram and start documenting your side of the story. You clearly show that you're drunk. But we'll get to you in a second. Now, Mr. Chris Carlos, what is your beef with LeBron? We don't know. I wish we knew. What did you say to LeBron? Oh, that is still unknown. Everybody's speculating. But that's my point. If I, who have played my fair share of sports, have never gotten into an argument with a heckler, you expect me to not hold our professional players to a higher standard? This is like when Eric Cantona drop kicked a fan in a soccer game. As I've always said, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. I have had my fair share of hecklers playing sports. I even once got called a beaner. While playing soccer. Did I let it get to me? No. I just shrugged it off. Laughed. Chuckled. Alright. Whatever. 
And you know me, I do my fair share of trash talking back. So yes, it's all part of the sport. Why on earth would it, would you let it bother you if you are supposedly the GOAT? The guy that called me a beaner, I didn't let him bother me because A, I knew that he was wrong. B, um, I'm whooping the team that he's cheering for. So, I mean, the nonsense does not deserve to be acknowledged. How can LeBron James, the goat of goats, not understand that? Beyond me. Take Tom Brady, for example. I like to bring him up since we're about to watch him play in the Super Bowl this weekend. He doesn't give the Brady haters two cents of his time. Hell no. But LeBron somehow thought this was uncalled for and had to make a whole hoopla out of it. Of course, this didn't... Um, this could have been avoided were not for the drunk wife. Ah, yes, Juliana. We, we finally got to you. Now, the fact that you say you pay for courtside seats, I'm pretty sure you don't work. Because on a Monday night, if all you have to do is go to a Hawks game and you have nothing better to do on your rich-ass Monday night, then um, I, I feel sorry for you. And B, who gets drunk at a Hawks game? And C, your husband is heckling LeBron, a player. And now you tell said player that to not talk shit back to your husband and that you're going to F him up? Let's be real. Even LeBron James could snap your white ass like a twig. So let's calm the fuck down. Now, the funny part is that after the fact, LeBron called her a courtside Karen. I feel like that's hilarious. Because, you know... She was being a little bit ridiculous. Now, of course, leave it to LeBron to imply that race had something to do with it. But hey, we all know the Karen stories, so why not? It's been a couple years of of everybody claiming it's a race thing. But here's the part that even more, even further aggravated me about Juliana and her husband. Her husband has not said a word. Okay. That's fine. But if you're going to go and defend your side of the story, you're allowing everybody else to judge and criticize you, myself included. Oh, well, then why did your Instagram magically go private after all the people that were putting you in your place? Huh. Interesting. You can handle heckling... But you can't handle online heckling back to you? Yeah. A little bit of hypocritical. That's the part. This is why we had to talk about it today on the podcast. Because those are the two things that drive me nuts. One, LeBron lying on camera. 
part B to that is him letting somebody, some random schmo, bother him. I mean, he probably he probably couldn't even pick Chris Carlos out of a lineup. And two, if you're going to defend yourself, there's no need to go hiding behind the privacy settings on Instagram, Juliana. Just saying. If you're going to attack LeBron, you better, you know, be prepared for his millions of blind followers. I digress. Anywho, before we move on, let's remind everybody of our sponsors. Hand and Soul Massage, new offices and new locations in New Albany and Hilliard. Use promo code MEXI and save on your sweetest massage or your membership. Extra perks not included. Hand and Soul Massage, proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. As is Super Studios 253. Join now. Use promo code MEXI, same while you're first class. Join Team Super, Super Studios 253, proud sponsor of the Mixing My Madness podcast. As is the Green Tender. Sign up now, get your cleanse on, use promo code MEXI, and save on your first juicing. You can buy one, one day, two day, three, four, five day cleanses. Completely up to you. The Green Tender, proud sponsor of the Mixing My Madness podcast, and America National. Give my man a remote call, he will hook you up with the bundle. Umbrella policy, life auto, motorcycle if you have it, home. Use promo code MEXI and save on your bundling. American National, a proud sponsor of the Mexi Man Matters podcast. Now, our second topic. More everyday nonsense that people have to deal with. So, for work... We have to drop off mailers. We usually do it around noon and around 4 o'clock now at the main post office downtown Columbus, right off River's Edge. Because, you know, all the mail gets brought there and sorted and then gets distributed out. Why 12 and 4, you ask? Well, because my boss realized that if you take it there, it gets to places faster, especially around pickup cycles. Because according to the post office mailboxes, they're picking up the mail at 9, 12, 3, and 6 p.m. every day. Well, Wednesday, um, Tuesday, I went and dropped them off at noon because a co-worker called off, so I had to do it. I got there right before noon, and there's four mailboxes. I start putting a few envelopes in the first one. Oh, it's full. So I move on to the second one. They all fit in the second one. Problem solved. Then the next day, my boss does it because, again, people call off at work. Shocker. We'll get to that in a different day. And uh, he goes to put in the first mailbox. No. The mailbox is full. And he can actually see through the mailbox and it is stuffed with the envelopes that I put there yesterday. My boss calls me and is like, did, did you drop off the mail yesterday? I'm like, yeah. Um, it's still there. Like, I can see the our, our letters. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Got dropped off yesterday at noon. And I, get, well, I saw it was full, so I put him in the second one. He goes, yeah, it was full, so my boss also put him in the second one. But now... 
we're like, wait a minute. You're supposed to pick this up at 12, then again at 3, then again at 6, every day. Why on earth is our mail that I dropped off on Tuesday still in the mailbox outside the building on Wednesday? Like, are we ridiculously serious right now? Like, is that the laziness that we have to do with deal with in America? I don't even want to hear any excuses. Does the USPS not say no rain, no snow, no sleet will stop us from doing our duty? Yeah. So, if this is the main post office in Columbus, Ohio, and they're so lazy... Well, actually, you know what? Let's just say they're understaffed. Well, welcome to our world. Because guess what? We're understaffed, and I have to do five people's jobs. So if I can handle it, I'm assuming somebody in the building can go at least once a day to grab the mail outside of your own building in the mailboxes. You, I mean, I'll give you this. Tuesday, it was snowing. It was a little chilly. Boo fucking who. Then don't have that be your slogan. Change your slogan to, we're too lazy when the weather's bad. But now you're telling me, okay, so you're not picking it up at 9, 12, 3, or 6. You didn't pick it up at all. The one was full, so then I'm guessing this, the others didn't get picked up either. Regardless of whether they're full or not. So, this is the main post office. There's mailboxes around the city. Each one has different pickup times. You're telling me that there's a possibility if they're doing it at the main headquarters, you expect me to believe that the mail people they're supposed to pick up the mail from the mailboxes are actually doing it at the time that it says on the mailbox? Now we have a problem. Because I, if I go to my local mailbox, knowing that they pick up the mail at 7 a.m. and at 4 p.m., and I specifically am not going to wake up at 7 a.m. to take it there, and I get there before 4, I'm anticipating that you're going to do your job and get the mail by 4 to bring it back to your regional office before it heads downtown and out and about. I was asking people, we used to get mail from different states from one day to the next. I have, a, I have somebody who literally notified me when I was researching the topic. They're like, yeah, the other day I got something in the mail from Pennsylvania, the state to our east from Ohio. Six days it took to get there. Six motherfucking days. I understand the USPS is getting defunded. Thanks to our old President Trump. But it is the simplest job that we have people who are capable of doing. My mother-in-law does this for a living. And she constantly complains about having to do the mail. Now, if you had people who were faster and not lazy that they call off work when it's snowing, you would get this kind of shit done. Literally, it is processing the mail. Now, you may say, well, Maxie, you have no room to talk. I beg to differ. If somebody calls off at work, guess who has to take the mail? Me. 
ever since we fired our secretary because people were hoarding the mail. Guess who's had to go through everybody's mail and dish it out at the office? This guy. Because I hate people who hoard the mail. Our mailman at the office already hoards the mail because we know that from one day to the next, we're a business. We get mail every day. We should get a mail every day, especially if Monday's a holiday and you are so lazy that you refuse to drop it off on Saturday. We haven't had mail on Saturday, even though we have somebody in the office and a slot for you to put the mail in since 2018. Our mail, our mail person is so lazy that they don't even bring it on Saturday. They wait till Monday. And if Monday's a holiday, they won't bring it until Tuesday. And we'll have a giant stack of mail on Tuesday. This is why we have issues in this country. It is a government entity that is supposed to deliver the mail... And I live in one of the major cities. I cannot imagine living in Podunk, Middle Nowhere, Montana. Where shit needs to get there no other way but the mail. And it's just how is this the how are these the people that we're hiring to supposedly do these jobs? It's like the IRS thing. How on earth did you send it to the wrong bank account? You have a very important job. It's like the... You can go as far as the government. The senators and the House of Representatives. How on earth have you been in office for almost 60 years and shit still doesn't get done? I would have resigned by now. This is what we have to deal with. This is ridiculous. There is no reason why you can't walk outside your own building, even if it's snowing, and get the freaking mail from your own mailbox. If I had the key, I would do it myself. But guess what? I don't have the key. Guess what I had to do this week? Because people were calling off work. Oh, I had to shovel the snow at the office because there's nobody else to do it and the main reason why is because my car won't get into the fucking parking lot because there's too much snow and B I had clients that were supposed to show up for meetings and the last thing you need is them slipping on the ice and trying to file suit against a personal injury firm no thank you it takes two seconds boom let's shovel the fucking snow If I could clone myself and distribute my worth ethics to society, I would. But I can't and I don't have the means to. So, for the love of fucking Christ, if you have a job, do your fucking job. We all know when it's going to snow. We all know when it's going to rain. The weather man fucking tells you even if they're incorrect the majority of the time. Plan accordingly. It is not that hard. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. 
in summation, you play a sport professionally, don't let shit get to you. You get paid millions of dollars. And no matter how tedious your job is, guess what? You got a job to do. You chose the job. Do your fucking job. As always, all the episodes are online on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. You know the deal. And as always, remember, people, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Until next time, adios, Pepe.